Maybe every day, just think about the possibility that every day for 3,000 years, this benediction that we pray over each other at the end has been prayed over the people of God. That's, that's amazing. Numbers chapter 6 um, is where this comes from. Um, we see that Aaron was the first, he was the first priest. He was the first high priest of Israel. And um, what the man in the video was talking about um, was that you had Aaron, you had his sons, and basically his lineage has been traced all the way since then. And the sons of Aaron are the only ones who can, who can say this blessing over over Israel. They're the only ones who can like, really use the text the way that it was intended to be used in the context of Jewish faith. Now, I'm going to do my best tonight um, to uh, kind of get into some of that. Um, now, certainly we are a, a Christian uh, church, and so there would, will be a difference between the way that a Jewish congregation and a Christian congregation handles this text. Um, but I want to make sure from the jump that everybody knows I'd, I'm not an expert on Jewish culture. Shocker, okay? Um, and I um, have done my homework, and so from the best I can put together, uh, I, think, um, I think that that's where I'm coming from tonight. Um, then there is a difference between the way things happen in Israel today and the way things happen in the United States and different parts of the world. Um, but I want to do so with the utmost respect. Um, I'm not trying to Christianize the priestly blessing. Okay, I'm not trying to take something that is a part of Jewish culture and is cherished. And that's why I wanted to show the video for you to see what it means, what it means to them. Um, not trying to, to uh, detract from what it means to them or say that they are wrong or anything like that. That's not what this is about. I want us to have a, a, a deeper understanding of what we do together, why we close our service that way, and what it means whenever we bless one another um, in this way. So if you look at Numbers chapter 6, verse 22, it says, let's just, we'll just read it. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel, you shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. Verse 22, um, we see that this, this is coming from God to Moses. That this... This is not like a blessing that was made up by Aaron or by Moses or by a group of priests or that has become part of a tradition. This is something that, that this is dictation straight from God. 
Now that, in and of itself, makes it incredibly unique. So when the blessing has been passed down over the years, and when we bless each other with those words, this, it's not just a, a cool poem that was made up. This is, this is literally God saying, say these words when you bless people. It's divine. It tells us something. Just like when you read, uh, the, when you read Jesus, uh, anything Jesus ever said, I mean, like those words that are written, they're in red, you know, and they kind of just, they sit different with you. I'm not saying anything against any other part of Scripture, but for me and for a lot of people, when, when it's something that Jesus said, there's just something about it. This is kind of the same way. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel, you shall say to them. Okay, so, um, so Aaron and his sons, and all the way down through today, so that man, that was, that's what he said at the beginning of the video when he said, I am um, uh, in the line of Aaron. Um, a lot of times, uh, from what I understand, uh, they're, they're called, uh, it's a Kohen, or Kohanim is um, like the group of priests. And so um, I, this was interesting to me. There'll be a few pop culture things in it tonight. Um, Leonard Cohen, anybody know who Leonard Cohen is? What, what did Leonard Cohen write? Hallelujah. Okay. It wasn't Jeff Buckley, and it wasn't the guy on the American Idol with the dreadlocked hair. Uh, they didn't write it. Uh, Leonard Cohen wrote it. And um, he, uh, now just because you have the last name Cohen doesn't mean you're in the priestly line, but um, a lot of times it does. And Leonard Cohen was, is a part of the priestly line of Aaron. And so uh, he gave this concert in Tel Aviv, and it was kind of his, his going away deal, like his last performance and at the end of the performance, he thanked the crowd, and he blessed the crowd. And a lot of people were so caught off guard by this. Um, and, and so, you know, like, here's this. He's a musician. He, like, wrote folk songs and stuff. He's from Canada. He's, you know, he's Jewish, but he was from Canada and stuff like that. And next thing you know, this guy who is of the lineage of Aaron is saying the priestly blessing. He blesses the whole crowd. And um, a lot of people were just kind of taken back by that. And so if, if you go to um, a Jewish synagogue and um, this blessing is, is a part of, of the service at the end, um, if the person is a part of the Kohanim, is of the descendant of Aaron, it's handled one way. If there is not a descendant of Aaron that's there, it's handled a different way. Now, if, uh, if, if the person is um, in, the, in the line of, of Aaron, um, they... Uh, We'll get to some of the other stuff in a minute, but at the end of each line, the, the people say, Amen. So it would say, in, in Hebrew, they'd say, The Lord bless you and keep you. And they'd say, Amen. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Amen. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. They amen it. They, and amen is basically just saying, like, it's true. Yes. It's affirmation. It's, and so that's how it's ha- handled when the person is from the line of Aaron. If, if they're not from the line of Aaron, then they say the line, and the people say something along the lines of, um, may it be God's will. May it be God's will. See, when it comes from the lineage of, of Aaron, it's a command that comes from God, mediated through the priest to the people. So when it comes through the priestly line, it's, 
It's done. It's guaranteed. And so when he says, the Lord bless you and keep you, they say, yes, that is true. When it's not through there, it's handled differently, and they're saying, may it be God's will. It's a little more fingers crossed, you know. It's more, yes, we want him to bless us and keep us. But when it comes from them, they say, yes, he is blessing us and keeping us. So the Kohanim, that's a, that's a big deal. And so these descendants of Aaron have been, like, have taken this role very seriously, and it's one of the things that is it's just incredibly unique to them. They're the only ones that can do it. And so here, here is, is the blessing. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Notice that all three of those lines... Start with the Lord. If you have the uh, New Living Translation, it says, May the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. But all the other translations just say, The Lord. This is a, a, these are divine blessings, but also, this is not a, um, it's not a, we hope this happens. It's the Lord bless you. It is direct. It is intentional. It is his idea. It was his idea to give this blessing to Aaron, the high priest, and to his sons, and for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years for that to be passed down. It was his idea. It was his idea for it to say, the Lord bless. The Lord does this. This is not a fingers crossed kind of blessing. This is a legitimate, from the mouth of God, blessing. So it says, bless and keep. Um, bless, it, I, I'm, I wrote a bunch of stuff down. So, um, Bless means enrich, means to confer well-being or prosperity. In Leviticus 26, you don't have to turn to it. Um, in Leviticus 26, there's this whole section of blessings and curses and he goes through and it talks about the blessings of God and how they show up in, in, in the, the harvest and in the, like your cattle, you know, being good and producing, you know, all the, that they produce. And it's about families, you know, having lots of, of kids. And there's this, there's this visible prosperity that's there and um, all this kind of stuff. But here's, here's the key blessing. We'll put the verses up. Verse 11. I will make my dwelling among you. And my soul shall not abhor you. And I will walk among you and will be your God. And you shall be my people. See, the ultimate blessing of God is the presence of God. He goes through and he lists all these things, all these ways that he's going to bless them and enrich their lives and tend to them and provide for them. But the, the most significant way that God blesses his people is by showing up. It says, the Lord bless you. That's the Lord showing up in, in your life, just his presence in your life. That is where enrichment and provision and stability comes from. And yes, it shows up in you know, you know, these good things that happen in this, this life that, that is there, but the ultimate blessing is just from him. So the Lord bless you, and then the keep part um, talks about protection, guarding, observing, exercising great care over, giving attention to. 
So those two go together. The Lord bless you and, and keep you. So may his, his presence be there, and may, they, may, may there be prosperity in your life. Okay? Not saying like prosperity gospel pro- prosperity, you know. Um, we're not, you know, don't come throw all your money on the stage and then you'll get a check in the mail and that kind of stuff. Like, not that kind of prosperity. But God, I mean, you look all through the Old Testament. I mean, when the crops were good, that was a visible sign of his blessing for them. When it rained, that was God blessing them. When they had kids, that was God blessing them. When I mean, all these things that went on, that was him blessing them. So it's, may God bless your life, but may he also keep you. May he protect you. May he guard you. And so that's the first part of the blessing that comes down from the Lord, is that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord enrich you and guard you. There's divine provision and divine protection in your life, says the Lord. I mean, that's from him. You read Psalm 121. It's the same kind of language about, do I I lift my eyes to the hills? Is that where my help comes from? No, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And the protection on the journey and the protection at night and, and how, I mean, all of our lives, like he is with us, but he is protecting us at the same time. That's where... That's, that's where that psalm really, the ideas come from. It's the same language, the same words are being used. The enrichment and protection of your life by the Lord. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Let me go back to this. His face shining upon you. Talking about the presence of God illuminating your life. In the Hebrew language, it talks about the face, face and presence, kind of one and the same. So may He, His face, not only look upon you but shine upon you. So may your may your life be illuminated with the presence of God. And may that result in him acting graciously to you. That favor in your life. Him acting in a way to to do things in your life that you can't do for yourself. Not because you earned it, not because you're awesome, but because he loves you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. You see, like you'll see like kids around here, and you'll see, you know, family dedication next week and stuff, it's always you know, interesting the way, like, somebody can be sitting there holding, like, somebody who, some, like, if I'm holding one of their kids, and the kid just kind of, like, looks at me, you know, and maybe he'll grin or maybe kind of whatever. But then when the parents walk up, the kid just, like, lights up. The reason the kid lights up, upon first glance, it's like, oh, they see the parent. But probably... It's a combination of seeing the parent, yes, but they see the parent light up first. You watch a, a parent, especially of like a little one, a little newborn, a little one-year-old, one you watch them walk across the room, and when they lock eyes with their kid, the parent lights up first, and then the kid lights up. That's, what, that's what's going on here in this part of the blessing. 
The Lord make his face to shine upon you the way a parent lights up when they see the face of their kid. So God lights up when he sees your life, when he sees you, and then we light up in return. We love because he loved us first. Everything is initiated by God. So may his face shine upon you and be gracious to you, and we respond to that. So literally, may, may your life be illuminated with the presence of God and to realize his joy in your life, his gracious action in your life. And not may it happen. That's the blessing that's being handed down. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The last part, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Countenance is the expression of the face. To, to lift up your countenance, um, a lot of what I read talks about like the language is kind of, of that used going into the presence of a king. Um, if you went to see the king and the king would give you no face time, that would be bad. So he could hide his face. You could go into the presence of the king, but the king could never look at you. And so what this is saying is, may the Lord lift up his face. May he pay attention to you. In the midst of what he's doing, may you draw his attention, and he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. Just that, that total well-being. There's, it's the, the oneness that comes with being in the center of his will. You ever come in, into church and you, you've had a bad week or you're, you know you're about to have a, a bad week or whatever and you kind of come in and you just sometimes you're just here because you're supposed to be here and stuff and the next thing you know, you're just kind of immersed in the songs and the, the community or whatever, and you just, you just feel right. That's, that's shalom. That's hitting the sync button where you and the Lord just kind of sync up just right. Shalom is walking in obedience. Those that came up, those that are serving with summer missions, when they said yes to going, there was shalom in that decision. Not saying there's not questions and not what ifs, but there's shalom. There's that oneness with him when you and him are just you're just there. It's not the absence of war and the absence of strife. It's it's deeper than that. So may the Lord lift lift up his countenance. May you his attention be put on you. And may that result in shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord enrich and protect your life. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. May his presence light up your life. May you see his face lighting up the way a parent lights up when they see their kid. And you see his graciousness toward you and the 
the favorable, favorable way he acts, regardless of if you deserve it or not. Lord, look into your life. Pay attention to what you're doing. And give you the peace that you need and desire. And then it says, So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I shall bless them. Now, um, from what I understand, uh, what happened in a, in a synagogue or um, in Israel or whatever, um, at the closing of their time together, if there is a descendant of Aaron, one of the Kohanim is, is present, um, or if there are several of them present, because they will do it together sometimes. Um, Let's just say that, that there was one. Um, he would go to a part of the synagogue. He would remove his shoes. His hands would be washed by one of the Levite priests. And he would take uh, the, a prayer shawl, the talit, and he would cover it. You might have seen in the video that uh, there were all the priests at the wall, and they all had, I mean, not to disrespect, but it's kind of like a, a sheet, but it's, it's a garment. has four corners, has tassels on it and stuff. Amazing. Um, and they would... He would, would cover himself with the prayer shawl. And, um, and there's this, this exchange with the blessing and stuff. But here's like the interesting part to me. Um, they do something with their hands that is uh, pretty awesome. We have a picture that uh, Nate's going to put up. And uh, it kind of shows you. Now, you won't see this very often because, um, because you're not supposed to look at their hands. Uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. You know when they're uh, tied up and the Nazis like take the lid off the ark and he what does he tell her? Close your eyes, don't look at it. This is where it comes from, because um, during the the time of the temple, um, when the priests were doing the blessing, um, they were, would stand in front of the ark and this is the way that they understand it. The glory of God would would hit their hands, would shine through their hands onto the people. And so the, so the priest is covered, but everybody in the congregation, they're also covered. And so you'll see fathers pull the, the tallit over, and they'll pull their kids in. And so nobody's supposed to look. Um, you're not supposed to look at what the priest is doing. So this is a picture of, um, there's a photojournalist that was with uh, the Israeli army. And so um, these are three uh, Kohanim who are, are saying the blessing over these soldiers. The wind kicks up, and you see um, what's... You see what his hands are doing. Now, this is not a secret. You can Wikipedia this and find out. So it's not like, what do their hands look like? Everybody knows. You just won't see it actually being done because they stay covered all the time. Um, and so you'll see that his hands are, are doing this. Um, Leonard Nimoy grew up uh, in a Jewish home and, like, live long and prosper. That's where it comes from. Because when he was a kid, he would peek and uh, peek underneath, like, his father's, like, talit, and he saw the hand deal, and he thought it was awesome. And when they were, they felt like live long and proper needed some sort of gesture to go with it. And he was like, this one, this is it. And they went with it and stuff. So uh, that's all the pop culture references for now. I don't know if Star Trek and Raiders of the Lost Ark are really pop culture anymore. It's more history. But um, uh, there's, there's different reasoning uh, for this. Um, this uh, some, some say it makes uh, the, the Hebrew letter sheen which um, when you see it, it represents God. Uh, it, it's, it's not a W, but it kind of looks like a W. Some say it, it looks like that. 
Um, and that's why they do it. Um, but the more traditional understanding is in Song of Solomon. It talks about um, God peering through the lattice work or the, peering through the cracks in the wall. And so the, the priests um, underneath the, the talit, he has his hands extended like that. They put their hands out. And I'm not going to do it because I just feel weird because it's not, I'm not a Kohenim. Uh, but, but, but they put their hands out like that. And the understanding is that, that the Shekinah glory of God would come from the, from the ark, come through the hands onto the people. And so no one wanted to look. They wanted to be protected um, from the holiness of God. But there was something different about that. Now, you think about that. This right here, this kind of blessing is different than this kind of blessing. See, hands like this means we, we need this. God, send us whatever. Send us a harvest. Send us rain. Send us what, whatever. Send us an answer. Send us direction. Send us whatever. Um, but this, this is being imparted on the people. This is, this is, this is a powerful blessing. So imagine this priest standing over you and, and not saying, may the Lord bless you. I hope the Lord blesses you. Maybe one day if you're good enough, the Lord will bless you. This priest who stands up and says, the Lord bless you, keep you. For thousands of years, millions of times, this blessing has been spoken over God's people. And this verse says, So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel. Put my name on them. Put my name on them. He's putting the name of God on the people that he's blessing. Not this. This, millions of times, God has communicated to his people that you are mine, that you are kept, that I smile and beam like a parent when I see you and I act graciously toward you, that I pay attention to your life and I bring the peace that you need and that you want. Because you are mine. Over and over and over and over. Maybe for 3,000 years, countless times a day, you are mine, you are mine, you are mine. Now you tell me God doesn't love you. You tell me God's not doing everything that he can Make sure that you know that while he is sovereign over all and holding the entire world together, he gives a rip about your life. He blesses you with his presence. He keeps you with his power. He's gracious. He brings peace. Because you're his. Because I'm his. Because we are his. So at the end of all of our services, we stand up and we say this over each other because in Christian 
we function as each other's priests. We are a kingdom of priests. A royal priesthood. Holy nation. That's the way we function for each other. So we stand up. And the last thing we say to each other, basically, before we leave, is, Hey, you, you're his. You're about to leave these doors, and there are a lot of other messages that are coming, but we want to make sure the last thing that you hear is to be reminded that you are his, that the Lord is blessing you and keeping you, that his face is shining upon you, he's being gracious to you, and that his, lifted, his countenance is lifted up upon you, and he is bringing you peace because you are his. His name has been put on you. You walk out of here and you believe whatever lies you want, but it's not because you don't know the truth, because we remind each other of that. Every single time. It's not just a nice benediction. and It's not just a good thing that's kind of become a part of, of the ring and makes us who we are. No, no, this is something significant. It is different from the priestly blessing of the Jewish faith. It's different. But in some ways, it's the same. And I think the response for us is to let him. Let him. Quit fighting. To let him just put his name on you. Just let him. For him to say, "My, you are mine, and for us to say, yes, absolutely. Let's pray. Before we pray, um, in just a second, we're gonna we're gonna play an audio clip of this um, blessing being sung by uh, one of the Kohanim in Hebrew, and um, so let's just let the text in the original language maybe just set in a little bit. Yevarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha Yaher Adonai panav elecha v'chuneka Yisa Adonai panav elecha V'yasem lecha Shalom. Father, we receive that blessing that has been passed on to us. Just, we joyfully just let you. This blessing tells us that your desire is to bless and keep and act graciously and bring peace 
to illuminate our lives with your presence and your goodness and to tend to us because we are yours and we just want to let you love us. We thank you for your grace, for the fact that this blessing is not something said with fingers crossed, but with confident expectation in your goodness to us. So as we sing, Father, it's just, we just want to respond. Like I said earlier, God, we're, we're the kid who realizes that their parent is smiling at them, and then we, we respond back. In these moments, we respond by singing. I pray that as we go, we'll respond in other ways as well, through generosity and kindness and studying your word and just sheer obedience and humility. But God, in this time, this is a time for us to smile back at you, celebrating the fact that we're, we are a people who has your name. We love you, Father. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together.